There's a hole in the world like a great black pit and the vermin of the world inhabit it. That's right, we're a Riverdale recap podcast here continuing to not talk about Riverdale in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA's request for podcasts during their strike against the studios represented by the AMPTP. Solidarity, solidarity, solidarity forever. (laughs) You are the only person in the world who goes to uh, uh, Billy Elliot, Billy Elliot, the musical Solidarity Forever, and not like the much more common, like to the tune of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, Solidarity Forever. It's the only song from Billy Elliot I know. do not know a single other song. You know, I saw that show once and it stuck with me. (laughs) Clearly. Made an impression. I'm like, ah, yes. Workers' rights. I mean, I could just, like, pull out, like, newsy songs, but it just doesn't really, like, transition as smoothly. I suppose. They don't actually use the word. They use so many other words. So many other words, but they don't say solidarity. I I mean, I could have, you could have just went off the word strike. Strike! 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, today, today, instead of Riverdale, yes, what are we talking about, dear? We are talking about Sabrina the Animated Series. That's right. Uh, Sabrina the Animated Series is a spinoff that aired during the run of uh, uh, the the late '90s, early 2000s series Sabrina the Teenage Witch, starring Miss Melissa Joan Hart, which I watched. Which is also struck work, so we're not going to talk about it except to mention the clear connection. (laughs) Yes. I also, like, think I watched this cartoon as a kid. You had a a realization, a powerful memory seemed to wash over you. Just like, yes, this is familiar. Can I, like, remember anything about it? No. (laughs) But I'm like, yes. Yes. I've seen this. I mean, it... Looks familiar not only because it is a show that aired its 65 episodes over and over again on many. What do you want me to go, go back go to? Go back to the screen you had up. The opening song is by Bewitched. Well, there you go. <gasps> well, now I'm kind of mad that I thought it was lackluster. <laughs> I was a fan. I had two of you their were, albums. You were a big fan. Tell what other songs would did Bewitched do? What would I know from Bewitched? <laughs> you wouldn't know any of it. <laughs> There's like one song that people know. Just the one. Did, did they contribute to a lot of movie soundtracks? No, it's that's it's Say La Vie's like the only song though. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. you want to hear it? You want to hear it real quick? I'll pull it up for you. Of course I want to hear it. I'll pull it up for you. Hold on. Give me just a sec. Also, can I tell you another song from their album? No. Please. Even though I owned okay. it. I'm, you you have permission if that was the question. Why does the one look like the the lady from Handmaid's Tale? 
She does. <laughs> she so does. This is ringing no bells. Not surprised. Except with the color grading, you can just pinpoint exactly when this was released. Well, I just want to know why this, like, boy that's supposed to be, like, so attractive to them is wearing, like, pleated khakis with a tucked-in shirt. Are you sure that's not Michael Sarah? Did this man invent Michael Sarah as a concept? I feel like this was an era of, um... Manufactured but failed British invasion, right? Because well, I think is, they were Irish. Because this is right around like S Club Seven times as well. Yes, it was yes. very much S Club Seven time. It is like a, a, also one of those songs from the time where you're like, "What lyrics were we singing as children?" And this was okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. this song starts with like people say I look like my dad like what there's nothing to do with it this is a band made of four best friends from different rom-coms yes yeah (laughs) and then then and oh they are from Ireland yes you can tell they're doing a step dance yes (laughs) yes I can't believe we're doing the entire song because it's a lot. At this point, we're committed. (laughs) And then we have to jump on a trampoline. This is also the time of the man show, I think. It it all comes together. Why? Why are you talking about your dad when you're talking about, like, showing your bits to a boy? It's weird. C'est la vie. So, so that's Bewitched. So, uh, such is life. Yeah. Um, I cannot tell you another song that they did. I do not remember any of them. <laughs> Pretty sure their CD, though, is actually over on the shelf here. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying this looked familiar, and I was going to say, aside from the, the very likely chance you caught at least some of this, it might be because it was animated by Hong Ying Animation, who also did uh, Archie's Weird Mysteries at exactly the same time. Oh! But The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, uh, layouts for Batman the Animated Series, The Clifford the Big Red Dog Show, The Double Dragon Show, The Gargoyle Show... But not Liberty Kids, which is what it looks most like. It looks so much. No, they did Liberty. Kids. Oh, they kids. did Liberty's Kids. It looks so much. Like it looks Liberty's exactly kids. like Liberty's Kids. They worked on Hey Arnold, James Bond Jr. They were everywhere. As I go through the alphabet here, I kept thinking of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch that. Okay, don't have that as a reference. It's too Christian for you. Yes, yes. it is actually. <laughs> My family might have, like, been into the homeschool groups, but we weren't that homeschooly. <laughs> we usually, like, steered away from those people. Usually. I 
sometimes they snuck in and then you'd find out and you're like, oh. Oh, I see Pepper Ann. Why is Pepper Ann on this one? This is the Wikipedia page for one of its programming blocks it was Ah. part of. So it aired alongside, you know, Pepper Ann, The Weekenders, uh, Disney's Doug, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. I I did mention that, like, the theme song wasn't as good as, like, Pepper Ann. Mm -hmm. Which I love Pepper Ann. many of the time were. It it had a pretty top-tier theme song for its day. Now, Now, Recess there, that was, like, my favorite really i loved recess yeah, yeah it was probably me dreaming of like the recess experience when i th- of of this era and this programming like block in particular i think is really underrated the weekenders i don't remember the weekenders very at all. funny show really good sense of humor there i definitely watched recess dog and pepper Ann though don't know about the weekenders i have no <laughs> idea what that is <laughs> maybe if i don't know click on it show me what it looks like it's about a group of four friends and how they spend their weekends together. Uh, they have very rectangular heads. Oh, okay. This looks familiar. I don't think I really watched it, mm-hmm. but it looks familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I saw some of it, but it, yeah, it wasn't a staple for me. So you want to talk about Sabrina? Sure. <laughs> now that we've gone down this road... So yeah, Sabrina the Animated Series, uh, they only made one series of 65 episodes. They went hard. It aired for two months. They made a oh six, my God. 65 episodes to air daily. That's right. They, they'd make stuff to go daily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then continually looping in, in various blocks on various channels for a number of years. That's just so it's, much. We're, we're in that model of cartoon. And you can tell because there's zero continuity. Let's just go! This time we started from episode one. Foolishly, foolishly thinking there would be some setup to like, it's Sabrina. We're following her when she's 12. Here's the idea of Sabrina. She's a preteen witch at this point, and she lives with her aunts, and she also has an uncle named Quigley. And here are her friends at school that are original to this show. Nope! Here's the thing. You just got to figure out that this man is not Pop Tate about halfway through the first episode. (laughs) I didn't realize we started with episode one until we started episode two and I saw that it said episode two. Because I was like, okay, we're jumping in mid-season, I guess. No. No. So apparently, I don't know when we're supposed to learn this information, but Uncle Quigley, a man we will be speaking of later is meant to be Sabrina's mother's father. So he is Hilda and Zelda's father-in-law. Huh. And they all live together. Uh-huh. With the cat, and, you know, Harvey comes over. And, yeah, that's the situation with Uncle Quigley. Okay. Sorry for the confusion there. I forgot what a great uncle is for a moment. So Uncle Quigley is actually Sabrina's mom's uncle which makes his relation to uh, uh, the ants we knew previously. I don't think there is a word for it. See, when we first appeared, I'm like, they have a butler? They have Pop Tate. He's fucking Pop Tate. Uh, so, um... <laughs> and that's who... He, and that's basically the role he serves dramatically as well. He's Pop Tate. He's got the life lessons. Uh, the, the ants are hot. The ants are suddenly hot. Like... I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the TV show. Yes. 
they I feel like they did try to go for more yes, the ants are I mean, they were played by Hollywood actors. Yeah. There's a baseline level of you must be this hot to enter. Yes. And they're fashionable and blah, blah, blah. Yes. This is just though, like, let's place them like 10 years younger. They they look like they're from Friends. Hilda is never not wearing a cocktail dress at all times, (laughs) including when she cleans the attic. Well, quite honestly, that is the fashion of all TV shows of 1999. The aesthetic of the ants is very charmed. Yeah, yes, yes. It fits very much with that. Charmed was on at this time, wasn't it? 1999 sounds like charm times. I mean, I I didn't watch it until like 2005. It started in 1998. There you go. Right on par there. Okay. I I was watching it 2005-ish. <laughs> but we're going to start with episode one then. Most Dangerous Witch, written by Greg Klein and Tom Pugsley. Uh-huh. Now, these guys are a bit of a writing uh, team, at least in this point in their career. I'm going to assume all these credits they have in common are like, okay, they both wrote four episodes of the Men in Black cartoon. I'm going to uh-huh. assume it's the same four episodes, yeah, probably. right? probably. Uh, uh, they worked on the Jumanji show together. There's a Jumanji show? There's a Jumanji cartoon. Oh. Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers Chronicles together. Uh, all the way up through working on the Jackie Chan Adventures uh, uh, and Ben 10 stuff together. Interesting. While Tom Pugsley mm-hmm. is still working on uh, children's cartoons to this day, including eighteen adventures of uh, eighteen episodes of Lego City Adventures oh. and four episodes of Camp WWE. That's a cartoon. Yeah, it is. They have a WWE cartoon. Yeah, they do. Dang! Look, look at oh them. Oh my goodness! They're goofy little babies. They're little wrestle babies. Goodness, I did not know this was a thing. I guess it makes sense, though. They make everything else. Yeah. Uh, so we start this episode with what? At first, you're like, "Is this a flashback? Is this a dream? I don't know." It's but sepia times. The 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 ants. Mm-hmm. At this time, I'm like, "Are they the ants? I don't know because I haven't been introduced to anyone." <laughs> Turns uh, out they are. You can't identify them by their, their signature cocktail dresses. No. Because it's in sepia times. And so they're they're running through the streets of, of an old-timey place with mm-hmm. a man doing a maniacal laugh coming after them. He sounds like evil Pee Wee Herman. Yes. For the rest of the episode, he will sound like a bad Marvin the Martian impression. Yes. But right now, he's evil Pee Wee Herman. Yes. <laughs> and so he's chasing after... And then one of them wakes up screaming, oh, it's a dream. And then, oh, that's Zelda. We've learned this. (laughs) And then my notes are, they have a butler (laughs) and he serves them breakfast. (laughs) They have a very caring father-in-law, as it would turn out. (laughs) And so uh, Zelda explains, well, you know, that dream, it was a dream that wasn't a dream about the time of the witch smeller. Tim. Tim the witch smeller is... Has returned. He hunts down witches, and he, he's very awful. And and uh, they're explaining this to Sabrina, and they're like, you know what? We'll just show you. So we're gonna do a little magic trick with some some egg of chicken and milk of cow. And it, it stuff. turns out uh, your complete breakfast has all the ingredients needed for an exposition spell. So so Hilda picks up a bit of, of stuff from everyone's food. 
Her hand starts to glow, and she throws the glow inside the microwave, which becomes a flashback television. Yes. Magic is fun here. (laughs) We go to this flashback of Mm -hmm. where Tim, who was born to a witch mother, has no powers. Quote, Tim was an absolute freak. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, all the flashback witches are making fun of him for Mm -hmm. not having powers and how (laughs) awful he is and he's like "Mm, i'm gonna get you all and they're like well you suck (laughs) they bully him so hard that he gets tutored by leonardo da vinci to learn how to make lasers that kill witches yes and his (laughs) only friend is an aardvark named elton Uh uh-huh and so he takes Elton yes. and his Da Vinci stolen instruments. Yes. And and he starts hunting down witches and like you, turning them to stone with a laser. And has done for centuries since. Yes. Tim the witch smeller and his aardvark Elton still live to this day. Yes. And they like did not discriminate against what type of like witch you were. Yeah. They Including got you all. A, que- a very questionable uh, uh, depiction of a witch doctor. Yes. Yes, it was 1999. Uh, It was a different time then. I would like to point out, though, that we learn that Tim the Witch Smeller is not the one who smells. No. It's the aardvark. The aardvark. It should be Elton the Witch Smeller. It should be Tim the Witch Shooter. He shoots them. Yes, Elton smells them. (laughs) Um, uh, Elton the aardvark Mm -hmm. has some great sunglasses, though. Yes. He's got little star shades. It's got to be an Elton John thing, right? You don't give a character named Elton those shades. And all I could think... Why isn't he a crocodile? (laughs) Every time I had to make a note about Elton, the aardvark was Arthur. Yeah. That's why I know how to spell aardvark. (laughs) And I cannot to this day spell aardvark. How how does one spell aardvark? A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. There we go. I can't do it without the freaking tune in my head to that stupid song. I wonder if this same studio out of China also worked on the Arthur show. A-R-D-V-A-R-K. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh (laughs) That and, like, library cards. Oh, what about library cards, dear? Having fun isn't hard if you got a library card. Thank you. Meanwhile, back in the present, Harvey, you know Harvey? He has a plan to avoid prank shows. This is a thing he worries about. Yes, because uh, the the big show of the time is America's cruelest practical jokes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going through some boxes, uh, and he picks up this, this gem mm-hmm. on a necklace, and Sabrina's like, Oh no, hold on, that belongs to my dad. Let me keep that for safekeeping. Uh, and so she takes it and, and she sticks it back in a box. And, but then she has to run away to go do something and Harvey takes it and tries it on and it gets stuck to him. And what we know, what we know is this is the soul gem amulet. <laughs> he has? He has one of the infinity stones. Yes. <laughs> and th- this was an artifact of Sabrina's father's that carries with it into eternity a fraction of the power of every witch to have worn it. It is an incredibly powerful gem. Yes. Nothing. I mean, maybe. I guess it depends on how many people actually wore it. It does nothing. It does one thing. What it does not do is magic. Yes. <laughs> Sabrina has to run off, um, and she sees her aunt's 
plastering weeds on themselves to try to disguise their their witchy smell. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems they cooked up a uh, strong smelling application. Some some uh, uh, Goo. spinach artichoke dip for their face. I don't know. Uh, to to disguise their smell, uh, it's got garlic. It's got stinky cheese. It sounds delicious, but uh, probably smells like something other than lady. So that that's good. That's good for them. Uh, and meanwhile, Harvey, because now there's this necklace that's like he can't take off. He like runs out because he's like embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, I guess. <laughs> He's 12. He doesn't know. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Tim, the witch smeller, is out there with uh, Elton, the actual witch smeller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, Justice sm- for Elton. You smell a witch, don't you, precious? Mm-hmm. Except not like that. He talks much more annoying. Well, he talks like Marvin the Martian. So so they, they're driving, and what actually is being smelled is Elton is smelling Harvey with the necklace. Mm-hmm. So so they uh, go to get him, and Tim sprays him with Jello. He's caught in a pink goo ball. He's he's a bubblegum man now. Yeah, and Harvey's like, "Oh my gosh, is this cruelest practical jokes? This is awesome! He's... I'm so excited!" And then he remembers his plan. They won't put you on TV if you don't overreact, so you won't get embarrassed if you just play it cool. Yeah. He's just like, chill, fine, whatever. Where's Ashton Kutcher? This is normal. (laughs) This is before that. Barely. This show predicts the future. It does. It really does, actually. Uh, So Tim throws him in his flying jail car. Yes. uh, And Sabrina (laughs) sees them fly away and is like, oh, no, my not boyfriend, because I'm like a (laughs) preteen. But my friend, friend. who's a boy. (laughs) And very dull. He's not a bright boy. And so then she she comes home and she's like, hey, Tim the Witch Smeller is here. Uh, He he took Harvey. Why would he take Harvey? Oh, wait, the necklace is gone. He must think Harvey is a warlock. And so she says, we got to go save him. He's in trouble. And the ants say no, because Tim... Has the spell scrambler. Yes. And can scramble all their spells. So they're like, screw Harvey. We're going to hit the panic button to the house. Mm -hmm. Which drops like metal walls all across the entire place. And we are all going to go pack. And you're going to go pack. So we're going to do a spell on the coat rack to to become alive like Beauty and the Beast. And it's going to march you upstairs to go pack your bag. So their plan, when this this tiny nasal man pops out, is to just skip town. Yes. Which apparently has been working for them, because there are, as we will see, thousands, thousands of witches that have been defeated by Tim. Yes. His name is Tim. It's fine. You can take him. So, so over at the lair, uh, Harvey, just fucking clueless, uh, and is like, <laughs> whoa, cool set. Who directs this? James Cameron? He must be thinking of, like, Terminator 2 James Cameron. Because this was written in the time of Titanic James Cameron. Yes. Not a very similar aesthetic. Massive, though. Yes, yes. And, like, very authentic, down to the smallest detail. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so Sabrina tries to sneak out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Salem's like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'll, I'll go with you, I'll help. 
Uh, but they're trying to figure out how to get out of the house. And then they're like, hey, we can be like Santa. Let's go through the chimney. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that works. Uh, Sabrina zaps them out with, did you get what the rhyme was? No, but I know Salem said, well, the dumber the rhyme, the cooler the spell. Yeah, it was a remarkably dumb rhyme. Yes. I wish I had written it down. <laughs> but it was a spell that was a tracking spell. Yes. It made the road glow so they knew where to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it leads them to the big haunted house on the edge of town. Who could have guessed? Yes. And Salem's all like, ah, the Rocky Horror Dream House. And I'm like, mm, it's more like the Edward Scissorhands house. It really is. Yeah. The the road goes crooked and, and up onto a hill. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the ants realize that Sabrina is gone. And, and so uh, Uncle Quibbly is like, hey, I'm going to go get the car so we can go get her. And they're like, you're immortal, you dumbo. What are you going to do? We're just going to like use our magic and go find her. <laughs> that thing we were terrified to do 10 minutes ago. Yeah. It's way better than whatever you can do, buddy. Uh, so, so meanwhile, in the lair, Tim is doing a lot of evil laughing. <laughs> and uh, he's he's doing some shit on Harvey. How would you describe Tim visually? If if you had to like Dweebus. Yes, he's a he's a little Dweebus. He's about what? Two foot six? He's a tiny man. Yes. He's mostly he, nose. He's like Hey Arnold. <laughs> he's basically Hey Arnold. <laughs> Well, this studio was uh, uh, really practiced in drawing that silhouette. Yeah, so. that's really the silhouette, though, of him. <laughs> and, like, the size of him in comparison to everyone else. He looks like a penguin man. He he also reminds me, except, like, in Despicable Me, the evil guy. Yeah, Vector. But, like, but, like squish him down. Yeah. To, like, just be in the height of, yeah. like, his kneecaps. Yeah, or a minion. Squish him down to minion size, but he looks like that dude. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? What? Banana. Bananas? <laughs> it's much better. Oh, one of these days. We're going to be able to talk about bananas. One of these days we share knowledge regarding Sequest. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, Tim, Tim's doing some like evil shit and Harvey's <laughs> like, oh my God, I have this amulet. And then Tim's like, what amulet? Like, oh, I know that amulet. You're just a dumbass. You're not a witch. Uh, egg on my face. Meanwhile, Sabrina has tripped the burglar alarm. She she stepped through like the laser tripwire. And so Tim's now aware, but she is also in the room with all the witch heads mounted on the wall. It is... Chock-a-block full. This room is, is like three, four stories high and, and just in a total scattershot pattern. All these heads are crowded, but it's okay. It's not gruesome. It's not spooky. They talk. That's not too spooky, right? Yeah, their bodies are just like trapped in like a parallel universe and they're all trapped there on the wall for all eternity. Yeah, just frozen in place. And so Sabrina's... Unfeeling. Sabrina's like, hey... I'm I'm looking for a cute young guy with dark hair and a dreamy smile. And the really old, like, green witches are like, aren't we all? These are like your classic around a cauldron crone witches. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but this conversation is interrupted by Tim and Elton showing up. And she goes to use her powers, but he uses the spell zapper. And then he puts her in a bubble. He's got his pink bubble gun. Watch out for the bubble gun, Sabrina. 
she decides to use like reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. It's all like, mm, see everyone, I told you he was all washed up. And he's like, uh-uh, I caught you. And she's like, uh-uh, I came here to get caught. The greatest power of a teenager is to make adults feel really self-conscious. <laughs> Greater than any magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, fine, I'll give you a head start of five minutes to escape, and then I'm going to track you down again to prove that I'm good. Mm-hmm. She's like, cool. So this episode has now become the most dangerous game. <laughs> so Salem and Sabrina take off. They, they think that they've escaped him by, like, going through a sewer. Mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. appears, and they're cornered on a dead-end alley. But then the ants show up. And Tim is the one cornered in between them in and, a dead-end alley. And they try to do magic, and he uses his thing, and he turns the magic into falling cheese. There's a lot more <laughs> cheese in this show than I expected. It starts here, but... There's so much cheese! It does not end here. It does not end here, there's so much cheese! And so cheese is raining down from the sky, like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And Tim gets squished by a cheese. A and gigantic I think, cheese. I think, oh, that's the end of the episode. No. Tim got killed by his own cheese. No. no. He's fine. He's fine. Even though like 500 pounds of cheese fell on him. So, so with this opening, Sabrina and Salem run away, leaving a cloud of tiny traffic cones behind them. Why? I don't know. Is is this a magical side effect? I don't know. Okay. And that's Are we sure it's not just cheese? It really looked like traffic cones. There's lots of different types of cheese, and traffic cones are orange. It might have just been cheese. You might have me there. It might just be a little cheese, because I don't remember the traffic cones. In any case... I just remember cheese. This is when Tim starts using his laser blast to blow up a bunch of parked cars. Yes, because it can do more than just turn things into cheese. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's the effect of the spell scrambler. It turned their spell from whatever they were intending into constantly raining cheese. Well, when he did it to Sabrina earlier, it did not turn into cheese then. Yeah, because it scrambled the spell differently. I guess. But yeah, so they go running off, heading towards the mall, Mm -hmm. and she's like, Ah ha ha, my turf. No one can outmaneuver me in a mall. Get it? She's a teenage girl, a preteen girl even. Yes. She loves the mall. And and so they go rushing off and then Uncle Quimbley just misses them. Mm-hmm. And but as he's like walking down the street trying to find them, he sees on a TV in a TV store cheese falling. <laughs> And a news report, and he's like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is what I'm looking for. The news reporter, who is also the announcer on the prank show. Yes. This man has many jobs. And then Tim gets hit by a minivan. <laughs> and then... This is another show in which things just happen until they're done. Things just happen. They're at the mall. And one of the ants does a spell. And I don't remember why she does the spell. But I remember the spell went cream of mushroom gumbo, something, something, let these people eat a powder? (laughs) It was take a powder. Take a powder? And then all of the people in the mall disappeared. So they have a totally vacant mall. So A. Oh, that's why it happened. Okay. A, there's no like collateral damage. B, they don't have to draw these people anymore. just so caught up in like what powder they have in like what (laughs) 
Um, but so uh, I guess she sent them all to the bathroom to powder their noses. They're all snorting cocaine at home. It's it's 1999, not 89. <laughs> they're they're taking club drugs like ecstasy. There we go. That's what I was learning about on Channel One before class every day in 1999. During your dare assembly. <laughs> oh, dare was way before that for me. That that's elementary school. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> we didn't get to that. We just had And the, that's like, why you do all the heroin. The, I was only in public school long enough for the um, fire department coming with, like, a town in the gym Ooh. that was supposed to teach you, like, crosswalk and bike safety. Oh, that's but, nice. And I remember there were tricycles. Okay. That you could, like, for learning the bike safety part... But you weren't allowed to do that till first grade. Oh, well, yeah. And I remember, That's when like... That's you get your tricycle license. The, I remember thinking, as a kindergartner, what the fuck? What do you mean I can't ride a freaking tricycle until next year? And I think we just had to, like, hold hands, look both ways, and cross the fake street in the gym. And that's why you left formal schooling until the age of 18. The few things I remember from kindergarten, I really don't feel like I, like, missed much. And and you can read more in, in our best-selling book, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, but it sucked. <laughs> Tim and Elton show up, and Salem's like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of Elton. And he goes to the hot sauce shop. Yes, yes. But th- this means we did not mention my favorite oh. visual element oh. of the entire The concrete texture, the like pebbled texture that is laid on the uh, parking lot as they enter. It's very, it's very Microsoft Word art. Yes. Like this is clearly done digitally because there are some like big zooms in the, the opening credits in particular. Yeah. Where you can see every pixel, baby. Yeah. So Salem, Salem has a plan to get rid of Elton the true smeller. And it is to use a trail of tortilla chips to lead Elton up to uh, snorting the hot sauce that the chips lead to. There was tortilla chips? There were tortilla chips. I missed the tortilla chips. (laughs) Well, yeah, Elton ate them all. Oh. And then... I just saw him smelling his way towards hot sauce. Then he snorted the hot sauce and it deadened his olfactory bulb, taking out his superpower. Then Sabrina's like, I know how to take care of Tim. And she goes to the candy machines and gets bags and bags of gumballs. And she's like, these aren't for chewing. They're for spewing. They're not. They're not. No one one spews anything. And so they, they throw gumballs all around and Tim cannot handle it and wipes out. I do like that Hilda is worried about her getting cavities from all this sugar. Well, she's an aunt. She's a very responsible aunt. So yeah, we do the, the classic gumball trip and fall. Yeah. And so they take off running and they get to the section of the mall where there's like the big skylight. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every mall has that. Malls need an atrium. It's just the, the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so you can tell if it's raining outside and if you're staying or you're leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they get there and they see, ah. Yes, the moon is up because the whole thing with Tim was he was like, oh, if you could make it to like 
the night mm-hmm. without me catching you. I'll let everyone go. And so they're like, aha, we've made it. And he's like, who the fuck cares about our agreement? I'm still going to take you out. <laughs> so Tim comes at them on a skateboard. He has seized the power of cool, cool teens to yes. use against them. Uh, but before he can do anything, Uncle Quimbley gets him with a fishing pole. Yes, he hoists, he hoists Tim by his britches. And, and as he hoists him, Tim drops the spell scrambler and breaks into pieces. He's now vulnerable to magic. Uh, and he goes off about how all witches are the same, and they're horrible, and they're awful. And Uncle Quimbley's like, uh-uh, see, we're not but the same at all. Specifically, he interjects by saying, oh, horse feathers. He's like, no, see, I judge people by what they do and say. I don't judge them by skin color or sex or nationality or blah, 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 blah. He lists every federally protected class. He literally does. Yes. At least federally protected classes in 1999. You horse feathers. Everybody's an individual responsible for their own actions. I judge people by what they say and do, not by skin color or sex or nationality or whether they happen to have magic powers. Goodness, you are so right. Ladies, please accept my most abject apologies. (laughs) Uh, And Tim says, screw it. And he decides to take his, like, like, uh, zapper that would put them on the wall. He has a Ghostbusters trap. I was going to say that's what it looked like. It is the Ghostbusters yeah. trap. And so he turns it on, but things go wrong and it sucks in Elton and mm-hmm, then it mm-hmm. sucks him in. It's sucking everybody in, but wouldn't you know it, he and Elton have the, the worst grip. Uh, and so then it closes and they're like, okay. But then Sabrina's like, oh my God, Harvey. <laughs> forgot about that boy. So everybody, everybody goes back to the haunted house on the hill and they get Harvey. And when they're getting Harvey, they also get thousands, thousands of witches are now like rejoined. Their bodies have returned from the other dimension with their heads. And so now there's just this massive witch population in Greendale. Yes. I'm sure a lot of them will travel, but like the witch population just exploded in a day. Yeah. This is going to have repercussions. Yeah. The witch filtery are going to be really pissed. <laughs> or they'll see an opportunity. Oh. Ah. Uh, but uh, Harvey's like, yeah, how do I get this necklace off? And uh, it's like, oh, it has a weird clasp. And like, oh, man, America's cruelest pranks really got you. <laughs> Hardy har har. And he's like, oh, no, I knew what was going on all along. And Harvey wanders off, and is that the end of the episode? No. No! It's so close, though. We have to go check in on Elton and Tim being on the head wall. Yes, they are the only two heads now in the massive trophy room. And Elton keeps shoving his aardvark snoot inside Tim's nose, presumably for all time. Yes. The end! The end! (laughs) And then the credits are weird because they play over a montage of characters laughing. Because you had fun, right? You had fun. It was funny. It made you laugh, right? I don't We're like, all laughing. I don't like the laughing montage. Everyone's, why aren't you laughing? They're all laughing. It's, it's funny. It's really weird. <laughs> it's very strange. I don't... But that brings us to episode two, You Said a Mouseful by Gary Apple. Gary Apple uh, wrote four episodes 
of this program in its 65-episode only season. <laughs> uh, he was a minor Simpsons writer. He wrote six episodes of The Sinbad Show. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. One episode of The Time Warp Trio. Now that, that was a pretty good show. I've never heard of that. No. Oh, no, that's not the show that I thought it was. I know nothing about the Time Warp Trio. I do not know this at all. Okay, I was thinking of Time Squad. Time Squad. Time Squad. I don't know Time Squad. Time Squad very much reminds me of like Rocky and Bullwinkle style uh, humor, but I guess more specifically Peabody and Sherman because it's about time travel. <laughs> I did not watch that. But I've seen that. This was Card and Cartoon Network? Yes. Okay. We had cable for a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I saw that probably advertised on stuff, but yeah, I never that, saw it. That would make sense. That would make I'm sense. I'm very familiar with the stuff from, like, one Saturday morning and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. shit like that. Broadcast stuff, yes. not cable stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. cable was very sporadic experience for me. You know what had a, a run on one Saturday morning? What? Sabrina the Animated Series, baby. Explains why I know it. <laughs> also why I love Recess mm-hmm, and Pepper mm-hmm. And The Weekenders. I did watch You should have watched The Weekenders. Maybe, maybe The Weekenders were on too early for me. Mm. Anyhow, this begins with Sabrina and Harvey doing mouse maze experiments at school. Yes. They are trying uh, uh, to win a science fair by making a super smart mouse, a, a mouse smart enough to... Do stunts in a maze. Yeah. This includes mouse psychoanalysis. Yes. Harvey has a very tiny therapist couch for mice. I'm glad they wanted to make sure Chester was comfortable. (laughs) This episode, I think, has some really good gags in it. Yeah. Um, Well, I like when they're like, okay, so he's going to do this little maze and get on his little scooter and go through the traffic cones and make his way to the cheese. Mm -hmm. And Chester is like, I could just walk in a straight line five steps and get the cheese. Yeah, usually when you're doing a maze thing for a mouse, it's got walls. Yes. Usually. Yes, because traffic cones can't cone them in. (laughs) You can't cone them in. You can't cone them in. They have the heart of freedom beating in their mousy chest. You can't cone them in. No. Uh, But then... We are introduced to another character. Yes, regular recurring, perhaps even main character, Jem. Jem, the rich girl who's mean. The rich mean girl. Those are the two traits of Jem. <laughs> and so she's all like, oh, you taught your mouse to eat cheese. How impressive. Uh, and they're like, oh, not everyone has, like, you know, the money to pay German scientists to do their science projects for them. She got Operation Paperclip. So these are the most evil German scientists I've ever seen. And they're going to clone her dog. They're going to clone her dog. Uh, but Jem, what we would probably learn even harder in future episodes, really wants to date Harvey. So she's trying to recruit Harvey to her team. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's like, good yeah whatever uh so in science class we are informed that uh one of the judges is this really famous dude who's gonna uh he, he director houston of the greendale science of the greendale space center and harvey's like we have a space center he's also uh, on the board of the local library and harvey's like we have a library this episode has good gags <laughs> it's funny harvey's very dumb 
<laughs> and so um, they decide to to take Chester home to work with him more mm-hmm. for the science fair. Got to impress Director Houston. And and so they get home, and you know, Uncle Quimbley's like, you know, I think Chester's very smart. I just think he wants to be challenged. So he made him a really fancy crazy maze with walls with walls and chester does a great job he does i'm proud of chester he does so good and he gets the cheese and he's he's just a good boy uh sabrina has brewed up her brain hormone <laughs> there's this blue fluid in an eyedropper that she feeds chester to make him brain good yes this is the science part i guess uh and so she puts him in his cage for bed and and Salem's all like, "Hey, I'm going to watch your mouse." And she's like, "Uh, no, you're a cat." And he's like, "What do you mean I'm a cat? How dare you?" Salem uh is wearing a smoking jacket, uh which is I guess part of the evidence he needs to remind us that he's not really a cat. Yeah. He's a warlock, a uh, forced into cat form for his crimes. Yes. He does not mention doing crimes. This is a children's show. Yeah. He's just a, a in cat form because. So the next morning, Sabrina comes down and Chester's not in his cage. And she is like, Salem, you fucking ate Chester. <laughs> he does not deny it. In fact, he admits it. He's like, I'm a cat. What did you expect? <laughs> and for the rest of the episode, <laughs> anyone who notices Salem says, hey, you're looking a little paunchy today. And he's like, you know, if you would have bred him for speed, he would still be here. <laughs> oh, Salem. So uh, Sabrina's like, um, you're going to take his place at the science fair. Mm-hmm, Become mm-hmm. a mouse. And he's like, uh-uh, I'm not becoming a mouse. So she goes to the magic cookie jar. That a genie lives inside. <laughs> and he gives her a scroll, which she uses to turn Salem into a mouse. Yes. Yes. This is how magic works in Sabrina the Animated Series. One of the ways in which magic works in Sabrina the Animated Series. So Uncle Quimley comes back and he's like, hmm, that mouse is chubby. (laughs) And then uh, one of the ants, Zelda? Hilda. Hilda. Hilda comes in and she's all covered in dust. And she's like, hey, kid, uh, I know you got to go to school, but like, come help me in the attic Mm -hmm. before you go. And, and so they both... I at least appreciate that this holds to the true, like, Archie universe of everyone can do 20 things before they go to school. <laughs> so, so yeah, Sabrina is a good, good niece. She goes up, she helps around the house. Uh, and there's a spooky door. Yeah. There's a spooky door that's just disconnected from everything. She's like, hey, Auntie, what's this? And she's like, oh, that probably goes to the netherworld or something. I don't really remember. And Sabrina's like, oh, well, I guess I could check it out. No harm in that. Not like I have a very scheduled day. She's been worried about this for weeks. Sabrina, please, Sabrina. So she opens the door and gets sucked in. To the door dimension. This is very Beetlejuice, the the animated series. Yes. And yes. so she tries all the doors and she she's like... She finds alien poker. She finds a charging rhino. She bounces from door to door and it makes pinball noises as she's rapidly opening them. Meanwhile, Uncle Quimbley is like with Harvey and like, I don't know where Sabrina is. And Harvey's like, well, I'm going to take the mouse 
and we're we're gonna go to school because it's a science fair. And uh, he's like, "Wow, Chester, you look kind of chubby." <laughs> uh, Salem had one late night snack. Y'all gotta lay off. Here's the thing, though, <laughs> is that late night snack was in a cat body. Now that la- he's got a mouse inside his mouse belly. He's double mouse. Yeah. He's two mouse. Yeah, it's amazing he didn't explode. Oh my honestly. gosh. Oh my gosh. We go to the science fair. Meanwhile, back in the attic, Sabrina found herself inside one of the doors. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Predicting season three of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, so over at the science fair, there's a kid playing an accordion. And he's like, I, with this accordion and a potato, made electricity with also a plug into the wall. This egg-headed child is not particularly impressive. No. No. And then Jem is like, I cloned my dog. And the judge is like, so please explain how you did it. And she can't. And so he's like, this sucks. (laughs) And then her real dog Breaks her clone dog, because the clone dog, I guess, is made of ceramics? I don't know, but the three German scientists are right there next to her the whole time, and she's like, I didn't have any help. I don't know who these be-lab-coated men are that are whistling and looking awkward. These are my supportive uncles. (laughs) From the old country. So then, uh, it's Harvey's turn with uh, not Chester, uh, but Salem. And he's like, yeah, so we trained him to go through a maze. And he's like, okay, Chester, go ahead. And Salem's like, uh-uh. You ever dealt with a cat? They don't do shit you tell them to. But then Jem walks by and she's like, that mouse is a loser like Sabrina. And And also looking kind of chubby. (laughs) And Salem's like, oh, hell you don't. And so he he goes through every single obstacle with a plum. He does little pirouettes. He lays out a fancy dining table with a tiny mouse-sized candelabra to eat the cheese? With a knife and fork. Of course. And oh my gosh, wins the science fair. This oh, is amazing. Director Houston is overwhelmed. Uh, so, so back at uh, the door dimension, mm-hmm. uh, Aunt Hilda opens the door. And Sabrina's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't figure out how to get out. And she's like, it has an exit sign. Also, why didn't you come get her? She's late for school. You're a bad aunt. You're a bad aunt today, Hilda. You did bad. So Sabrina goes downstairs and she grabs the magic cookie jar. And the cookie jar is like trying to warn her about something. And she's like, "Mm, no, no time for this. And she runs all the way to school. And Harvey's like, oh my gosh, we won! There's a gigantic trophy. Uh, And he's like, so the doctor was like so impressed uh, with Chester that he offered me $10, and so I sold him, and he's going to go to space. Chester's now, Salem is now the property of the space program of Greendale. (laughs) So Sabrina freaks out. It's okay, she got her cut. She has $5 now. (laughs) Freak the fuck out, but trying to cover it with like, well, Harvey, we, we bonded. <laughs> His cute little nose. <laughs> so Uncle Quigley gives them a, both a ride. To the space center. To the space center that Harvey did not know existed. But from the conversation they have with the, the parking guard at the gate, seems to have daily launches. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, all... Salem, along with other animals, are scheduled to be put on a, sh- a, a 
shuttle today. Today's launch is all about lab creatures. They got a dog. They got a monkey. They got a rat. And Sabrina freaks out. Oh, my God. We got to get in there. Uh, and so they, they get in by going on the Space Center tour. Oh, I did not mention what the security guard is watching on TV when oh, they drive up. Did you No. Elderly boxing. <laughs> okay. I don't think they finished the joke. Because I saw this joke in the Jetsons one time in like a 90s Jetsons reboot. Yeah. And it was two people in like walkers punching each other. And the joke was, it's a movie, Rocky 67. That's a good joke. Yeah. Just two very elderly people in boxing gloves is not that funny. No, but... It's a little funny, but it could be funnier. I prefer the idea of, like, they have their walker, but the boxing gloves are on the ends of the walker, and so they gotta lift up the walker, and they just kind of shove it at each other. So they're on the, the Space Center tour. Mm-hmm. The tour guide's like, oh, yes, and over there is where we keep, like, the animal animals, and they're like, oh, okay, and so they jump off the tour, and and they go running over there. And they're trying to escape the security guard who suddenly is there and away from his post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they run into a building and they, they t- turn on what they think is a light switch. But really, it is a light switch and the trigger for the anti-gravity chamber that they happen to be in. And then a tornado comes out of it. Because Sabrina accidentally, like, hits a lever? <laughs> you know, the anti-gravity tornado room. <laughs> Every space center has one. And then the security guard's like, oh, why is this on? And turns it all off and they fall to the ground. And so then they rush off, and, and this time they, they go in a closet because they hear the tour coming, and it is a, a G-Force simulator. The the big uh, centrifuge. Yes. Yeah. And so, of course, the tour guide turns it on because, you know, the, the people want to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they get spun around. And every time, every time they overhear or we cut to someone talking about today's launch... Everyone that works at the Space Center is certain these animals are going to fucking die. Yes. They're like, eh, 80% chance. I mean, they might make it, whatever. Uh, this is fucked up. This Especially is for 1999. Like, is, I mean, we're four years away from the challenge, from the Columbia disaster. So they, they are predicting the future in a bad way this time. Okay, I was, I meant more in a, like, we stopped sending animals to space to die by now. Yeah, yeah. This was not, no. What is going on here? The animals are getting loaded into the rocket. Mm-hmm. And, and as this is happening, Salem makes a desperate attempt by finding cheese somewhere. It's all about cheese. And throwing it at Uncle Quimbley. Mm-hmm. And, Uncle- and of course, of course, they have the gag where uh, the conveyor belt is right behind Sabrina oh, and yes. Harvey, but they're not paying attention. They're too busy getting frustrated at not finding him to actually find him. And so Uncle Quimbley gets hit with this cheese. <laughs> and the tour guide is like, um, sir, please don't taunt the animals. We want them to enjoy their last days on Earth what because the they may not come back. All the staff here seems real excited to kill the animals. He's he's not saying it regretfully. He's just like, ah, you never know. Anyway. <laughs> so Sabrina and Harvey are inside this room and they see a, a camera on the inside of the space, 
or the launch, and they see that Salem's in there, and they're like, oh, no, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. And, and as Sabrina's, like, running, and the countdown's going, and she's trying to get to Salem, uh, there is suddenly a code 15, which causes the countdown. And she's like, wow, where, whatever that is, lucky break for me. I gotta go get Salem. And so she rushes in, and she gets to the rocket, but then the countdown starts again because the code 15 is over. But mm-hmm. she she gets there. I mean, she ran all the way to the launch pad, went up the, the arm, across the gantry, opened up the, the capsule, and for some reason the countdown is still going with the capsule door open. You can just shoot the animals. No wonder, it's way easier. No wonder why they know they're all going to die. Don't care at all. So then the security guard from the front shows up and is like, <laughs> kid, what the fuck are you doing? And she uses the magic scroll mm-hmm. from the, the, the cookie jar. The cookie jar to make Salem appear as a cat again in her arms. And they take off running and they go and they get down. Like 20 seconds and and, and counting. The countdown's still going. And Uncle Quimbley's there and he's like, oh, Sabrina. And she's like, duck. And the rocket goes off. They have to duck from and hide from the exhaust like it's Moonraker. The, the doctor, whatever his name is. Houston. Dr. Houston. You think it's to set up Houston, we have a problem. But they just don't, they don't do it. No. They just don't do it. <laughs> they see, they see like the, the camera mm-hmm. uh, and inside and they see the security guard is in the seat. The that security Salem guard is strapped her, into the rat size seat. Her magic uh, scroll made them trade places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And so then they, they get back and, you know. Uh, Sabrina's explaining what happened to Uncle Quimbley and how she didn't want to tell him that she, like, she used magic and so she had to use Salem and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's like, oh, I know it was Salem. Like, who do you think held up the countdown? And she's like, well, Code 15, what's that? And Harvey's like, Salem says. Oh, Salem. (laughs) Salem says, well, obviously that's a man walking around with no pants. Why is that a specific code? Someone does it once, you need a code for it. <laughs> Why isn't there a specific code for man walking around with pants? Like, they still should have stopped the launch. Pants or no pants? Why do they care about pants? So then she's like, wait, how did you know it was Salem? And uh, Salem's like, oh, I sent him a cheese gram. Mm-hmm. And that cheese that he threw at his head had a little message on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how people write in cheese? Magic people do. Magic people who are cats who are temporarily rats do. I mean, if it was a big enough chunk of cheese, you could scrape a message in it. I can't say I've ever done that, but you could. Mm-hmm. And if you had tiny enough little mouse hands. Yeah. Even easier. Yeah. And that's the second episode. That is it. Those are the first two episodes of Sabrina, the animated series, originally airing in the fall of 1999. Continuing on various uh, uh, children's programming blocks for years to come. Here's what I've learned. Yum. Cartoons are fun to watch. <laughs> yeah? I feel a butt coming. You don't realize how batshit fucking crazy they are and how fast they move until you gotta every, talk about them. Every second something <laughs> new is happening. There's so it's like they had an embryonic idea for Door World and were like, this isn't going anywhere. I feel 
This is just three episodes in the mouse episode now. We we need to get Sabrina uh, uh, separated. Fine, do it. It's a I whole feel, extra thing in there. I feel like I'm on speed when I talk about <laughs> cartoons. It just goes. It just goes. It goes so hard, so fast. Don't blink. You'll miss the boxing grandpas. You'll miss the boxing grandpas. You can't miss the boxing grandpas. So much. So I've... I've Left this until the end because there are some surprises here. Let's talk about the casting. Let's talk about the voice cast for okay. Sabrina the episode, the animated series. Okay. Uh, Sabrina Spellman herself, our our twelve year old heroine, mm-hmm. is played by Emily Hart. Who's Emily Hart? The younger sister of Melissa Joan Hart. Ah. Yeah. I didn't know she had a younger sister, but okay. She uh, was in one episode of the third season of So Weird. Oh. We haven't even gotten there yet. I've only seen the first season of So Weird. <laughs> the ants. The ants were both played by the same actor. Uh-huh. Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> doing two slightly different voices for each character. <laughs> I mean, you, you keep well with the theming, I guess. Whereas Salem Saberhagen, our, yeah. our most animated cat, uh-huh. was voiced by Nick Bacay, best known as Salem Saberhagen in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, if you've already got everyone on set, might as well just put them in a sound booth for a while. <laughs> the only character to reprise his role exactly, however, uh, there there's obviously, as mentioned, heavy crossover even so. Uncle Quigley. Uh-huh. Good old Uncle Quigley, our original character, do not steal, who would want to, is voiced by Canadian legend. Look at this list oh of my credits. God. Jay Brezzo. That's a lot of credits. Is that all like animated shit? Nope. He was in Double Jeopardy. I don't know this guy. I would not recognize him in a thing. He's the kind of guy who is in one episode of everything. I mean, He was in Cool Runnings as, I just assume from the title, Russian guy? Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's also pronounced Krychek, but spelled nothing like the X-Files Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Krychek. He was in the uh, 90s Little Women. I have no idea who Dashwood is. But he was that he guy. He was there. Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain. I love that movie. Love that. The movie's so good. You cannot watch it every, anywhere. I keep, every six months, I like check streaming services. It's not on anything. Oh, he, he was with baby Christina Ricci in that. But let's just take a look at something I think is very interesting about his career at this particular time in the late 90s to early 2000s. Of course, he was an Airbud. Uh-huh. Of course he was an Airbud Golden Receiver. Uh-huh. Of course he was in MVP Most Valuable Primate, Best in Show, and Airbud World Pup. That's three dog movies all in the year 2000. He was also in How to, How to Kill, Kill, Kill Your, Your Neighbor's, Neighbor's dog. dog. Okay, that's three dog movies plus a chimp movie, excuse me, as part of his six and, theatrical and films in the year 2000. Airbud World Pup. Mm-hmm. And Snow Dogs and Airbuds Seventh Inning Fetch. All and, of these Airbuds, he's playing a different and, man. And K9 PI. The man is in dog movies. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The man's in dog movies. <laughs> he 
was also the news vendor in Watchmen. And that makes me wonder, wait, is he the news vendor in Watchmen or a news vendor in Watchmen? Because there's like a really significant news vendor in Watchmen. Even though the film cut down the, that role from the comic, of course. Yeah. Huh. And huh. he was in Santa Paws 2, the, the Santa Pups. And that's just his film roles. Oh my god. He was eight different guys in various tw- episodes of 21 oh Jump Street. <laughs> He's just one of those guys. Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars as Toad Air Marshal. Yes. 65 episodes of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Hell yes. 20 episodes of Madeline. Mm-hmm. The X-Files. Two different X-Files guys. <sighs> he was also in an episode of So Weird. Oh my god. And still god. continuing on to The Dragon Prince and Beyond. That's just the most recent thing. Like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. I have not, <laughs> but... What a career. What a career. What a career. Love this guy. Love Jay Barzo. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup at all. No. But Jem. We have to talk about Jem. We do. Obviously. Okay. Jem, you might have heard if you watched a lot of Barbie movies from the early to mid 2000s as Kelly. I did not. But so she she played the, the like little baby sister. Yes. Yeah. In Barbie and the Nutcracker, in Barbie as Rapunzel, in Barbie of Swan Lake, in Barbie as the Island Princess. She was actually Sophia in that one. But you get the idea. That's all. And all the Bratz movies? All the Bratz movies. You know who else was in some of these Bratz movies? Huh. Jay Barzo. Reuniting the dream team of Uncle Quickly and Jem. She was a lot of voices in Dragon Tales. Mm-hmm. The New Adventures of Madeline, and My Little Pony, and My Little Pony Friends of Magic. Like, oh my goodness. But you can also hear her as the dub voice of Locus Klein in Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Felt in Gundam Double O, which that's, is one I've actually seen. That's a lot of Gundams. They, they, made, a, they made 100 episodes of Seed and Seed Destiny combined. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a movie coming out next year. Mm. There's a Dragon Tales video game? There's three Dragon Tales video games that feature the voice of Chantel Strand, better known as Jem from are, Sabrina the Animated Series. Are the Dragon Tales video games the Dragon Tales I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah. She reprises her role as Cassie, obviously. And yes, she is in three Airbud movies. Oh my god! Along with Jay Barzo. This was just like the best reunion. This is what it's like to be an actor in Canada. It's just yes. a tight knit family yeah, up there. Yeah, you just you just. It's just three degrees of separation from John Candy. Oh, okay. Everybody, all the time. And it's so true. You could have said Eugene Levy. You could have said a dozen people. Yeah. Let's take a look at Harvey. Harvey was voiced by Bill Switzer. Okay. But he was also uh, in Mobile Suit Gundam kind of... Seed as Cy Argyle. Oh, and he... Eerie Indiana, The Other Dimension? Was there, a, like, a follow-up series to Eerie Indiana? Apparently there was. And our animated Harvey Kinkle was in it. What? Wh- what? 
It aired on the Fox Kids Network in 1999. This is pre-Harvey. He was the lead. And that came years after the first Erie, Indiana. There's 15 more episodes of Erie, Indiana you didn't know about, dear. It was made like seven years later, so I don't really know if it matters. <laughs> we going to watch that one after we watch So Weird? <laughs> you can see the, the Tupperware children. I really expected So Weird to be the show with the Tupperware <laughs> no, children. No, that's Erie, Indiana. I was really let down when it's the one with like normal ghosts and stuff. Yeah, it's just ghosts. The weird ass shit's Erie, Indiana. I, the, Sas- the Sasquatch episode was pretty alright. Yeah. The season one finale I really liked. None of it lives up to like the pilot though. Really? Because I just named two episodes I like better than the pilot. I just love the pilot. <laughs> The thing I love about the pilot is they connected it to something like an actual historical thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, like, all the other stuff's just, like, made-up shit. Right. Or, like, yeah, I mean, like, okay, yeah, this area would have Sasquatch legends, whatever. But, like, I think it would have been very cool if they would have embraced that part of it more. And, like, okay, you're traveling around the country. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be talking about ghosts, embrace the ghost story that's, like, actually real in some place. Right, right. Teach history. But in any case, uh, our our good boy, big buddy Bill here, uh, the voice of Harvey Kinkle, went on to have a wonderful career uh, uh, in Mummies Alive and uh, dubbing for Hathaway Noah in Shara's Counterattack. So good for him. Good for him. We did not see Sabrina's best friend, Chloe, but she's voiced by Cree Summer, and we could be here for hours talking about her credits. One of the most prolific and renowned uh, uh, voice actors, particularly for this era. I will believe you because I don't know who that is. Okay. Let me just scroll her animation rolls. Now you're going to stop to read. Nope, not going to read those because that is very long. Yeah. You're halfway down the page. And it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She's been busy. Cree Summer is the voice of your childhood, whether you know it or not. Okay. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) So, darling, what did you think of Sabrina the Animated Series? Whiplash. (laughs) Do you wish you had watched more of it as a child rather than just having a a vague recollection Ah! of the opening song? Um... Uh, no, like I, <laughs> I could be like, yeah, I would have enjoyed this. I would have watched it, but mm-hmm, I, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, I'm, I'm not getting the charm of other ones. Right. I'm not getting the, I'm not being pulled in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no Archie's Weird Mysteries. Of course not. No, no. Which, I mean, to be fair, has a concept that's way more up your alley. I mean, Yeah. Yeah, like, no, there's there's no, uh, about it. Like, no, you yeah. you want the spooky stuff. How much did we just talk about Eerie Indiana and So Weird? Yeah, but I also loved Recess, and there's nothing spooky about That's that. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just a little, it's kind of one note. Yes. That's the thing, it's yes. very one note. And... It's, things get away from Sabrina, and she spends the next 20 minutes in a panic trying to get a handle on them again. Yeah. Yeah. And Sabrina kind of seems like a very one-note character that's not really going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's always, that's always what's going to be for her. 
half of her lines are just, oh no, right? Yeah. Like, basically. Yeah. And it's not like other, I feel like, thinking of other shows where either, okay, the character's maybe, like, self-conscious or whatever and has to overcome something, or they're, like, very confident and they're, like, very strong. She's kind of in the middle. I did like some of her more confident bits, or, or the bits where she's, like, having fun being a 12-year-old girl in America, which is a great thing to be. Like, bragging about how she's unstoppable in a shopping mall. That's, like, one of her best moments in these two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. I feel basically the same. Like, uh, for a kid's cartoon to hold me at the age of 35, it's a rare thing. And good, because that's a totally different audience. But uh, if one does, it's going to be on, like, really clever gag writing or really engaging character writing. And hopefully there's both. Sometimes there's both. And that's a great show. Mm -hmm. But this is just, it's sometimes funny, and I'm never engaged by the characters. And uh -huh. that's not going to reach the line. And I think where its downfall is, looking at it, is, like, now, is the side characters, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... If there was more Jem, give me more... Jem has life to her. But I'm just like, the ants, like, I don't care about the ants. I don't care. Uncle Quigley takes so much time and gives so little. Yes. 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 I don't want to watch more of it. <laughs> <laughs> How well do you think it uh, translated, like, the concept from the comics of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? They're witches. <laughs> <laughs> they are witches. I think one thing that is unusual is, at least in this two-episode sample, I'd expect... Spells Sabrina does getting out of hand to be a bigger problem. Mm, yeah. Like, the the problem wasn't that Sabrina turned Salem into a mouse. It's that Sabrina went into the door world and wasn't around to stop Harvey from making a stupid decision. Yeah. It is interesting how, like, they've painted her here as, like, okay, you know how to do magic. If she gets it from the cookie jar... Yeah. Or steals a spell no, from her no. aunt. She she used powers on Tim. She did. And they worked fine it's, until he did his, like, blocker. It's true. It's pretty inconsistent. She had no problem with that. How much magic she can do on her own. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not like a, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to do it. I can understand being a fan of the live-action Sabrina show happening at the exact same time as this. Mm -hmm. And thinking, wow, I wish she could have wilder uh, uh, adventures that you couldn't put on, like, a family-based sitcom. Uh-huh. The sort of thing that, but if you draw, you can do whatever. I get it, but I wish the show was better. <laughs> Well, I, I guess that's really all there is to say about Sabrina, the animated series. Uh, as we continue down memory lane, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you tell people about it? Say say what you had fun. Did you even know there was a Sabrina, the animated series from 1999? Yeah, so like, go tell a friend. Go tell a friend. Leave us a lit rating. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. There's 65 episodes of that. 
There's 65 episodes of this cartoon. Oh, okay. I was very confused what you were saying. There are 65 episodes of. That's half a Riverdale. That's half a Riverdale. <laughs> well, well, a quarter because they're, the, they're 20 the, minutes. But still. <laughs> so yeah, go do those things. Go do those things. You follow us on Twitter at sucks underscore Archie to mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, you know. You know. S- stay tuned into what's going on. Keep your tunes up. Jam to the tunes. <laughs> you are falling asleep. I, I, I very, I'm like very tired all of a sudden. So with that, I'm Lena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, Elton got feisty. problem with the show that's kind of funny sometimes but isn't really ludicrous finding the title yes